3: You better take a look at yourself, yeah. Talking to my people. But you just don't see what you're looking living like at. You're living. living like you're living. Caught up in the bank, believe. in Ghetto your dream. Get people stop giving up your self respect. Stop it, Ghetto people. Some strange turns on you, living with the banks thrown at you, leave you in the cold with a day that's not worth having.
1: But there were others as well as Tymere, Punt and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We, say, we poured a libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zonghai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankarae at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution.
4: You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com.
1: Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. I am your host, Baba Oshie. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good weekend, a weekend that you'll get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do, hoping that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not and it has to get done and must be done, you will get it done. That's why we have a lot of love for you, because you'll get it done. You ain't going to procrastinate. You ain't going to, nah, uh you're going to get it done, and we, and we need more like you to get things done, that's for sure. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific. Any other time around the world, but if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com timeforanawakening.com Top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that and there will be programs that are dated and titled other Programs, and we do have a shortcut you can take to whatever search engine you use, and you put in Babaoshi.net, Oshi dot net, b a b a o s h i dot net, Baba Oshi dot net. And once again, programs that are dated and titled, thanks to my good brother Kwaku putting that together. Uh, of course, we have a special day. We have Baba Baruti, and I'm so always honored, and and I tell you, <laughs> man. Baba Broody, good morning.
5: Good morning, Baba Oshi, and it's always an honor and a privilege to be on. The libation always sets the tone.
1: Well, I thank you. I thank you. Well, let me tell you what I always got to do to also set the tone, and that is read from the Inya Sassim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. So I'm going to read yesterday, the 12th, and today, the 13th. And after that, we're going to get into some conversation. We're going to talk about Kibbutz. We're going to talk about everything for that two-hour right. span, okay? Hey, all right. All right. And, and I got a whole bunch of folks lined up, too, already to for, for ask you some questions, <laughs> man. So it's going to be a beautiful we go. day. All we right, brother, okay. November 12th. It is no more harm for you to kill a man who is trying to kill you than it is for you to take a drink of water when thirsty. In fact, the man who will stand still and let another man murder him is worse than an infidel. And he, and if he has common sense, ought not to be pitied. David Walker. If you control the minds of men, you control the hands of men. That is the logic of those who invest in instilling the slave or survival mentality in those they physically and mentally abuse they know that broken individuals assume mental and physical postures readily o- obeying the wishes of another master such individuals systematically seek to anticipate their master's every fear and pleasure the survival mentality is strong in them too many of us have internalized an other directed definition of freedom they seek to route of least of, they seek the route of least resistance Selling for toys and simple emotion gratifying exercises that do no more than occupy their time. This is not living. It is surviving. It is existing hand to mouth from day to day. Such a mentality is not conducive to empowerment because it is based on the acceptance that the pain or death that oppressors can exert is normal and permanent and stronger than anything that we can amass. Specifically within our community, Negroes and Negroettes, lost souls, zealots of Eurocentric religious and other Western political institutions and homosexualized individuals epitomize this mentality in modern European cultural contexts. If in possession of common sense, such individuals should not be pitied. I say, affirm, I control my own mind. Affirm, I control my own mind. November 13th. Systems do not exist apart from individuals. They are indeed the creation and expression of men and women, Vincent Harding. All people create their institutions in their image. As such, capitalism has one form that the economic institutions can take, is a European creation. It is the only economic order that the European mind could have ever produced and sustained because it naturally fits their cultural personality. And it is the only major economic system named after things. African economic dependency is not the work of some sterile interpersonal economic engine as Europeans would have us believe except to the extent that the culture's economic institution is the manufacturer of the evolved subconscious imperatives of that collective people who naturally design economic order to fit their minds. It is the creation of a people who work to create it as an extension enabler of their will. We must see this clearly. Culture and society produce an economy, it is not the other way around. Economy like spirit, like family, is the creation of a culturally personality. Affirm. I reject the European, I swear, I, I reject the European economic order. I reject the European economic order. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sesem of daily revolutionary thought. And... We have the author with us, Baba Baruti. Good morning.
5: Good morning, Baba Oshie. Of course, uh, as I keep saying, it's always good to be in your presence. Haven't physically seen you in a while, but, um, you know, your presence is always there. Your name comes up in this house on a pretty regular basis.
2: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. We we
5: absolutely do not forget you. (laughs) And what a lot of warriors, I think they... I think they recognize there are certain people in their lives who sit in judgment of their movement, of their words. You know, there's certain people who, who, you know, you need to say something this way or do something that way. Right. Uh, You're one of those people in this house who (laughs) who helps to guide us along our way.
1: Well, I tell you, um, you know, when I, I never forget when I first met you back in Milwaukee, through the Mm -hmm. efforts of of our good sister, sister, Ifama, may God be pleased with her. Sister, uh, she. Friend, sister Ifama. queen Queenie and 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 uh, the presentation that you had given that day uh at the american women's Center and then of course moving here and and uh I think that Kwanzaa at the uh shrine of Black Madonna we got reintroduced and told you yes. that I was living here now and and of course you know whatever it is that's happening and then you're involved i'm i'm telling you i'm there. You know, yeah, and you are. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, 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 and if I'm not there, I'm definitely supporting it. Okay.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah absolutely. <laughs> You've been supporting I've been since I can remember. Yeah,
1: I definitely. You know, well, I believe that, in. I believe in the work. Oh,
5: yeah.
1: I believe in the work of it. I mean, you know, this program promotes indivi- <laughs> This program promotes independence, self determination, lib- liberation, and sovereignty for African people. The model of the program is Pan Africanism or perish, unify mm-hmm. or die. And so every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday—that's what we talk about. Because any other subject is moot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ain't talking about that, you ain't talking about nothing. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Because that's this is our situation, and our situation at times becomes very dire. And and we need to mm-hmm. di- have discussions around how are we gonna get our asses up out of this madness. And and coming to the real, realization of who we are as African people, you know what that really means, and how that, sh- how how does that look? How does that look mm-hmm. for the future, for for African children? How does that look for African elders, and familyhood? You know, all of these things are very vitally important, man. And so, and I know that's what you do on a daily basis, you know, teaching mm-hmm. children, you know,
5: and yeah, I absolutely. And, and Bubba, you you hit the nail on the head, uh you hit the nail on the head, and you keep repeating this every time that I've been on. you keep repeating this a lot of people who i say wanna to claim to be warriors or need to move in that direction and aren't as sure footed as they need to be, they really haven't made that connection between um you know what we say back in the day, back up your words you know your mouth with some some action mm-hmm. and they're they're what a lot of us don't understand is that the, the the conversation that we're having now, it can die out in a generation or two. It can, you know, we 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 can we can discover that we were not brought over here as an enslaved captive people. We can, you know, discover that. Um, Europeans, in terms of their behavior, it was just, you know, a glitch in history, or this was all they knew, or this was the way they had to move in order to bring order to this planet. We can discover all kinds of things if the warriors, the people who are knowledgeable, and there's no age limit on warriorhood. Right. If the warriors don't, as they also say back in the day, get off their duff and do the work that's necessary to sustain the children, the elders, the community, mm-hmm. and move it in a particular direction. Um, You you, you know, you say consciousness, which is very important. Well, you make the point. Consciousness without action is irrelevant. Exactly. You know, we talk about Mahat, but Mahat and that, um, I'll say community, that society, that nation, I didn't want to use the word empire, but I would use empire in an African sense of Kemet. When you read what they said, it was all about you correcting what was wrong the 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 most important passages i've ever read that came out of Kemet were about you correcting what was wrong maintaining the balance you know steering the the the, the boat in the mm. correct direction mhm bringing yes. back order if there was disorder and it, to me that seems to be the warrior's job
0: mhm
5: you know i mean it, it's, writing wrongs. It's difficult. i'm sorry bro
1: yes. no i'm just saying writing wrongs when, you know, yes. when you're there, I mean, just, yes. being diligent about it. Don't procrastinate on it. Right, wrong. Where you see them at that time, you know, just you know, continue to do what is right for us and as a people. Put us in, put, a, yes. put us on the right path.
5: You know, and, and not be concerned about the consequences. You know right. who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know you're dealing with the people who will kill for nothing. You know when you're dealing with the people who will kill to make sure that they are seen as God. You know, you, you you know the consequences of that. We we have the record to show. Right. Whether you're talking about leadership in Africa that was removed from existence while they were still in office. You're talking about African men, you know, getting locked up left and right, coming home from, from work in, in Alabama mm-hmm. uh, during quote-unquote reconstruction and not making it home, ending up on a chain game. I and mean, we, we know. Mm-hmm. What they will do to maintain their position of power over us. So when you know that, for me, it's it's like you, you got two choices. You can either be, let say, back in the day, a man or a mouse. You can be a punk or you can stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd rather, you know, personally, uh, if if personally, I'd rather I'd rather be able to answer the ancestors when I leave this place that I did everything that I, I knew to do. When it was time to do it and mm-hmm. not worry about the consequences how you how are you gonna I don't understand how you can think to answer well I guess you'd have to you you'd have to not believe that something comes after you transition but I, I can't imagine ancestors um okaying you knowing what you needed to do to save the children, and yet yeah you went to party, you went to That's the right. game you, you went to whatever you you sat there rationalizing why how why it couldn't be done you sat there. Hobnobbing and sleeping with the enemy. I don't. I. I can't imagine the ancestors being cool with that.
1: You You know. know. So
5: it's. Excuse me. It's um, a very dire situation, and I don't think that that's a. You know, pessimistic statement. I don't think that's a defeated statement. And you know, you look around. We're in a dire situation. We don't know who we are. We're calling ourselves out of our names. We're allowing idiot box and all, everything that goes along with that to to raise our children. We're we're complaining about their education. We're complaining about you know their diet. We're complaining about all kinds of things having to do with our children, um, and yet we're allowing it to continue to happen. You know, it's it's almost like I'm living in an, uh, another reality sometimes, Baba. Where you know back in the Back in the day, and I say back in the day was better than the day or better than quote unquote ancient times or classical times, whatever. But I grew up in a community where if there was something wrong with the education of the children, the parents were at the school. Mm-hmm. They weren't, you know, sitting home having conversations on the phone about how horrible it was or posting online about, you know, this child has received this piece of information was wrong. and all No, they were there correcting it. And if it didn't get corrected, then they started their own. They did what they needed to do on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember uh, some studies on Japanese society when I was in grad school. And one of the things, two two things stood out, but one in particular really made me stop and think. The Japanese themselves, they don't trust their education system. They don't trust the quality of education that their children are receiving. So when their children come home, they go to school.
0: Hmm. You know, they, yeah.
5: <laughs> they go you know they go to the institutions, but then when they come home, right. that's when they go to school. You know it's hours mm-hmm. of this.
0: Yeah.
5: They don't they don't trust other other even those are their own people. Mm-hmm. They don't trust them because they are you know an extension of the government. But we will, we'll, it's, it's 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 so many things that that are we, and I don't I don't really because I'm part of we. Um, but being part of we allows me to to critique us. You know, somebody outside the family has a bit of critique in the family, but the Mm -hmm. family can critique itself. Right. right. And for me to hear us constantly whine and complain about the public school system, uh, one aspect of it, the school system, the economy, whatever aspect we want to look at uh, and do nothing to correct it, that's that to me doesn't qualify us to be men or women. Because men or women, their first and foremost priority, their first and foremost duty is to provide and protect the children. Provide for and and make sure that the children are safe, make sure the children are housed, make sure the children are clothed, You know, make sure the children have all of their needs mm-hmm. taken care of. And how are you going to say that your needs are being taken care of if they're being lied to in school? How are you, how are you going to say that their needs are being taken care of When you're raising them up to be consumed by oppression and uh, an enemy, a sworn enemy, Chancellor Williams' words, a sworn enemy that has not changed, Mm -hmm. just become more sophisticated. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's it's extremely um, problematic for me. It can be, you know, distressing from time to time. I've learned to deal with that but it's extremely problematic for me when I listen to people who do nothing all day, but, you know, complain Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with complaining. That can, that can, you know, galvanize people to get to work. But when I hear the same voices, when I see the same people rationalizing, white cannot be done. I was, I was telling the warriors in training the other day, uh, 'Cause a couple of them looked like they were disinterested and um speaking to them about uh they've been told that they can do anything. But somehow when it comes to the liberation, empowerment of the South African people, that can't mm-hmm. be done. That mm-hmm. word somehow right. you know, makes its way into the conversation. So how can you be genius? Okay, we walk around telling our children that they're genius you know, that's that's one aspect that's problematic in terms of what we give them as a political agenda, what they should be doing with that genius, whose loyalty that genius should be, who they should seek to save with that genius. But we tell them that they're genius. But when they come, when they wake up and they say, OK, well, African sovereignty and let's 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 move on this. They're told by everybody who told them they're genius and they can do anything they want to
0: but you can't do, they that. Can't do
5: that.
1: You can't do that.
5: Huh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. The contradictions that are right in our face. You know what we what we can't do when it comes any anything that goes against Urugu or our oppression or Arabs or Asians or whoever. We have no friends, there Clark. That's right. Okay? Whenever, whenever anything goes to prevent them, or said, or to prevent them from doing what they're doing to us. With our permission, suddenly it can't be done. Oh, we can't, we can't create an African. There's no no such thing. We can't create an African nation. There's there's never been an African nation. you had different groups in Africa. You can't. What do you mean you can't? Whatever we want to do, we can do. That's right. You know, That's but right. we're we're in this groove where uh, because somebody says it hasn't been done. Or we don't think that we're power. We don't have the military mic to do this or we don't you know, we we don't have the, 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 the technological or financial infrastructure to do this or to do that. Some, somehow it can't be done. I wasn't brought up in that kinda of house. I was brought up in the kind of house you know, I was told since I was I guess since I can ever remember, can't die before I was born.
0: hmm So there's
5: never been any limitations on me correcting what is wrong to the best of, of of my ability, and I don't think I don't think I'm unusual. And if I am, I shouldn't be. This this should be the norm, like they say. That's if right. you're if you're not a revolutionary in this situation, if you're not fighting for the empowerment of African people in this situation, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You're critiquing revolutionaries, but you're allowing, and that, in many cases, helping to facilitate the destruction of African people. The oppression of African people The diseducation of African people So um, It's it's To me imperative That we understand And I'm you know uh, Coming off of what you said When you use the word dire Situation that's 190% correct mm-hmm. I, And that that might be an understatement You know depending upon where you're at With us because I was, I was thinking the other day About um uh, Something having to do with, with grad school. I don't know why I'm stuck on that today, but I was thinking about the other day about something that had to do with grad school, and I'm remembering the number of people who looked like me who were doing all in their power to run away from any relationship with anybody who looked like me. Hmm. <laughs> I can remember we lived about uh, eight blocks away, well, six blocks away from uh, the main campus, and I can remember black folks walking, black students who I knew were students, walking toward me on the sidewalk and crossing the street so they wouldn't have to speak or wouldn't have to be seen with me. And these were students. these are, You know, these are grown people. These are people who look in the well, some of them look in the mirror, who, who should know who they are, and they're right. running. I can remember being and coming to meet William Julius Wilson, who even though you know I had issues with his book declining significance of race, I still, you know, he's a professor, you go meet all your professors. I can remember going to his office and him backing away from me. And backing up like
0: literally. his death
5: was just literally Man. like a shield between him and I. And the <laughs> it wasn't fear f- but it was yeah. apprehension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a look of why and that was how I described it years ago, it's a look of why are you in my office? why are you here it was a look like that Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm thinking you know we're supposed to i was a little naive at the time was like we're supposed to be you know in this kind of together you don't have to you know walk up and hug me and all the rest of that but in the in the the privacy of our office and our conversations we can at least recognize
0: you know that we are we are
5: one in a sense and i saw fear i saw apprehension I see it different now on the streets, but I see the same thing. Right. You know, it's, it's like for for Europeans to see us together, or for, um, <laughs> you know what's interesting, <laughs> there's, there's, so, there's, so, there's so many
4: examples, yeah, Baba.
1: I hear. You, you know what's interesting about is that the cohesion that we were forming, coming out of the '60s into the '70s, and mm-hmm. and and then some. You know, and then we got hung up on the idea that this country is going to change. This country <laughs> is going. Yeah, and, yeah. We b- we began to believe that, and, yeah. and and so we put more stock into that movement, into that direction than we did being African, because I've often it said, because you know, I, I grew up in that time. I, I, I'm from the '60s, yeah. and I grew up there. Yeah. You know, I, and the the component that we didn't have. At that time, was the cultural component? We talked about Thank Black you. Power. We talked about this, but we didn't have the cultural component. We didn't say, "Let's be African. Let's be who we are. Let 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 us, you know, kick this USA bullshit to the curb and let us be African. Let us come together and have and form good communities based on African principles. You know, big mm-hmm. on an African mm-hmm. identity. You know." we didn't do that because we, we wanted to be black. And being black, being black means that you want what white folks have. You want to <laughs> mirror them, you want to parody them. That's what it means. You want their cars, you want their clothes, you want their woman, you know, mm-hmm. that's being black. Mm-hmm. See, we didn't want to be African, you know. And, and, and because of the great job the Cracker has done demonizing being African because even to this very moment, this very day, many of our people, Ugh, I don't want to be African. I don't want to go to Africa. They ain't nothing, you know, just like Malcolm said, I didn't leave nothing in Africa. Let lift your, you left your mind in Africa, you know. And, and so that is still with us today. And it is very hard for us to release the vice grip, that analogy that I like to use, that the European, the Caucasian, the, the Urugu has on our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a very strong and, and, and very hard for us to step outside of these imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed upon us. And, uh, and, but That's to true. me, I work, and I know, I know what you do, work tirelessly to make that happen. So mm-hmm. I don't believe that it cannot be done. Damn it, I'm working hard to make sure that it gets done. Because my contention yeah. is, if it gets done, if it doesn't get done, we don't live.
5: Right. Right. You're not African. It's, no. it's not possible. Right. When we talk about be African. Uh, Asa Hilliard would say that. Mama marimba says that be African. That's... Mm-hmm. That's a whole that's a mentality as well as the action. You use the word vice grip. You mm-hmm. know, chains, chains on your brain is good, but vice grip carries a whole different different connotation. Yes it does. Yes yeah, it it's does. Like more powerful and it's and it's mm-hmm. squeezing. The chain yes. is just holding you there. That's right. But that vice grip mm-hmm. that's, that's that's pressure. Right.
1: And Extreme it's constant, pressure on
5: your on your mind it, to remove who you
1: are. And it's constantly applied. They tighten yes. it up. They think that you're starting to maneuver. You're starting to, to 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 get some vision. Starting to get some awareness. Starting to get some. Oh, I mean, let me tighten this up.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Shoot.
5: Absolutely, bro.
0: Yeah.
5: Uh, and that's that's <clears throat> excuse me. That's something we don't pick up on because we we sort of accept that pressure. So, like you know, the the that fog experiment thing with you know heating up the water little by little
0: mm, right
5: and we're, not, we're 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 not paying attention to the level of sophistication so that 70s movement that you're talking about where we didn't want to touch that cultural piece because that would move us away from Urugu
0: mm-hmm. that would
5: move us away from quote unquote America mm-hmm. that that cultural piece has been um, moved away from us more and more it's, and it's not when i when I talk about young folk, I'm not blaming them they were they didn't you know they didn't raise themselves they didn't they didn't create this this madness they weren't you know they didn't release themselves into it. the adults did, mm-hmm. and the same thing applies to them when they were children, and this situation that we have relative to the level of sophistication has become worse and worse and worse, and what I'm seeing now and have been seeing i guess for more than twenty years is even the idea of culture has really taken on a useless meaning for those who are trying to run away from what it means to be african where culture is simply what you create it can be a hodgepodge you can take something from the french you can take something from the you know the chinese you can take something from the pakistanis you can take something from you know all over and mix it up together into something you individually like It's, it's not a matter of you uh, going back to your roots and pulling out who you are, and understanding why that was the identity of your ancestors, why it was so critical for them, why they pushed this so much, and we're the only people who do that. Mm, yes, the Europeans have not left their culture; they haven't left any of it. In fact, they, they they've been busy about the business making everybody else mm. operate in that lane, maybe at a lower or, or you know level, because they don't want to give them that power, but. They haven't left their culture. They haven't changed who they are simply because they went from only black and white clothes and now adding some color. They have not changed it from from you know uh, who they are or what they are. So we have we we have spent so much time trying to change fundamental definitions and using the definition that we've been given by Urugu to define our world, to create our worldview out of. So whether you look at, you know, whatever the institution is, religion, politics, what have you, the way that they do it is the culture for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you, you've you had this – there is so much um, political manipulation. Like we say, everything that you say is political. But it's so much political manipulation of definitions to the point that they become – useless relative to you being, you being African. So the, the idea, you know, that, that we're all human, that we're all, you know, from the same source, I, I can work with that. But the idea that that somehow makes what Europeans did...
1: Hold on, Baba. Hold on. Hold, hold on, Baba. And our problem is... Hold on. Hold on, on Because we're experiencing some technical difficulties.
5: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm good.
1: Let me, let me see if that sounds better. Or how about uh, hanging up and calling back in. Maybe, that, okay. hopefully, that would do, do that. it. Okay, please. Thank right. you. Okay. okay, all right. You know, I remember one time I had uh, Baba Baruti, was going to be on, and, and that, that whole program was shot with technical difficulties. Yeah. So, this is not the first time this has happened. So, hopefully, that, uh, and I hope that I'm being heard clearly. I see that. Uh, the number of you who are in the queue, many of you who, uh, you know, who listen consistently, and hopefully those who listen via Time for an Awakening, like I said, you don't have to use TuneIn no more. TuneIn cuts away with commercials, so just go to timeforanawakening.com, and on the right side of the page, you know, hit that and you can listen uninterrupted. But uh, let's hope that, that that's happening. Uh, Bob, uh, Brother Irv. Good morning,
4: Bob Osh, Oshie, uh, th- I just wanted to chime in and let you know that you're being heard very clearly. Okay. Brother Barudi uh, started to started to have uh, some some static and all yeah. that type of. Right, i was system. hearing you, this by
0: okay, yeah, well, we'll... calling
4: back in, it should clear it up. He okay. was You were you were being heard completely clear, and okay. I'll I'll go back off and wait my turn because I I have. Some, okay. Some not questions, but some comments. With the brother, because he's right on point with what he's saying, oh, yeah. it is just inspiring to mm-hmm. hear uh someone of uh, of like mind who understands and and, and and sees has clarity. He has he has clarity. He's speaking. He's not stumbling over his words. He's he's not no. uh, he's hesitating. All this is coming from the heart. And I'm like, dude, yeah. this guy. Is-
1: he's like, he is, <laughs> Baba Rudy is. But let's it's amazing. Let's see. Let me. What what the heck happened? Uh, what the heck happened? Okay, all right, Baba Babruji, are you are you on now? Baba, Baba, yes. yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I think that's. I think that's. Yeah, it's
5: kind of kind of staticky, but I can hear you clearly.
1: Okay, good. Good. I can hear you well, too. Okay. okay. Let us resume. I apologize. I know that I was saying to you, I don't know if you remember, about three or four years ago, maybe a little longer, We you were supposed to be on the program, and we had constant interference that whole program. Kind of like I had to scrap yes. it. Now, if you remember that, yeah. It's like, you know.
5: I'm I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. There hasn't been a venue that I have been on, mm-hmm. um, video or visual audio where there hasn't been some kind of issue, Mm -hmm. which to me, you know, it's like a compliment. That means that the powers, quote-unquote, the powers that be with their, quote-unquote, superior technology is sorry. Mm -hmm. And they have a fear. That's that's one of the things I'm, I'm like stuck in grad school today for some reason, but that's one of the things that I studied in grad school, how people who are um in power and who are frantic about their power when when they sense or feel that there is any kind of threat to that power they attack everything mm-hmm. even the you know technically my voice is insignificant i'm not you know a, a media person i'm not on the radio i'm on your show i'm with dr Ma'at. there may be mm-hmm. one other thing that i'm on you know in the year
0: mm-hmm.
5: so You know, usually powers that be, they're going to attack the most vocal people. They're going to attack the ones that are seen the most. They're going to try to remove them, turn them into martyrs because they're the ones that attract people. And, you know, they're the ones that have a connection to the quote unquote masses. But somebody like me, I mean, what kind of threat do I pose? Who listens? Black folks don't want to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> so, so exactly, what kind of po- threat do I pose? But they do everything in their power to disrupt my ability just to say, you know, good morning. Yeah. You know, just, just to come on and and talk about uh, whatever needs to be talked about to a small audience of what I consider to be warriors. Yeah. Well,
0: you, you know, know what that, that, would to, tell you. that to
5: me is mind boggling.
1: I, I I think that your voice, what we do here and so forth are the strongest because what we're saying to Yorugu to hell with you yeah, i ain't absolutely. asking you for a damn thing
2: absolutely. i am
1: you know i'm going to be sovereign that means that every decision i make will be mine i ain't mm-hmm. asking you for nothing now mm-hmm. then I, I was in a conversation and somebody said well you can talk about reparations i said you're damn right yes because not to seek reparations from these son of a bitches does a dishonor mm-hmm. and disservice to our ancestors who suffered tremendously. So no, but okay. I ain't talking about a damn check so I can buy a car. right? I ain't talking about a check so I can move to a, quote, better neighborhood. No, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the repair for us as a people. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm talking Absolutely. about the assistance that we need to build roads and highways and schools and hospitals and so forth. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, you know. And
5: I would tell folks to read the essay I have on reparations in the Sovereignty and Remembrance book because, like you said, I'm not asking for a little bit. We shouldn't be asking for the, the definition of what reparations to constitute has shrunk over time as we become more um, apart, more sub-assimilated into there. Even among the revolutionary organizations,
0: mm-hmm.
5: it's become very watered down. Yeah. But for me— everything that was taken if you reparations quote-unquote means to repair to me repair for african people means that you return everything to what it was right. to the best of your ability right. that means every single solitary uh precious gem mm-hmm. every piece of gold mm-hmm. every piece of land every rape every theft everything needs to be returned and as bobby Wright said in the last paragraph of his essay on menticide. Blood debts must be repaid in blood.
0: Mm-hmm. So
5: every everything needs to be returned. I'm not. I'm not. And of course, I understand why that scares the living days out of Urugu because then <laughs> it's warriors listen. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. th- they're and not going to be concerned about your little prison or your little guns. Mm-hmm. That's 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 irrelevant. And they know they've lost uh, wars with because over you know for for from people who weren't afraid of their little prisons or their little guns because they knew that they were right. We're supposed to be moving in righteousness. But that reparations issue to me is, is, is um, I'll say big. It doesn't consume um, much of my time because it's, it's a done discussion when you say everything. Mm-hmm. You know, not just part. We want we want everything. So I'm not going to sit and discuss with, with with anybody, well, maybe we should get part of the industry in the West or maybe we should get this piece of land from them or what have you. No. Everything that they took, everything that they did, every black man's penis is sitting in a jar of alcohol in the South and in the North. Everything mm-hmm. needs to be returned to us. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Private collections,
1: mm-hmm.
5: public collections, and, Everything it, that they did and see, needs to be corrected.
1: And when you see how arrogant these son of a bitches are when they're talking about mm-hmm. all our stuff in their museums, and okay, number one, they say we have never done nothing, we never yes. created anything. You know, <laughs> we, we don't even class as not fine human. But yet, yeah, all of our artwork, all of our stuff is in their museums, yes. and they and 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 some of them arrogantly stated that they will not give it back. Yes, yes. you know. Every stone out of the brown one of them said you can borrow it. <laughs> like, yes. He said you can
4: borrow yours.
5: Yes. But Put they on can't this. admit it. And to me, that's, that fits in the same way that they can't, um, their science can't embrace and I know this is kind of off topic. But that's the main reason why their science can't embrace spirituality, mm. why their science can't understand that science is, is spirit. Mm-hmm. That you're working within spiritual principles when you're coming up with the questions that are asked, the process by which you get the answer, and the conclusions that you reach. Because they know that if you include the spiritual component, I'll say component because I'm trying to act like I'm Western right here. <laughs> if they include the spiritual component, then what they are will be revealed. Because mm-hmm. science if it's good science you've got bad science, but if it's yeah. good science, it's going to show them for what they are yeah, exactly. so they can't admit what they stole from us. Mm-hmm. They can't admit what they did to us. They have to continue to lie, compacted lies, lies on top of lies on top of lies on top of lies because if they admit, admit any one of those lies, if they admit to anyone well, if they admit to any one of those lies before they have prepared us enough to our socialization to believe that we are one with them and they just happen to take advantage of a good situation. If they admit to any one of those, then all of the rest of the lies start falling apart for people who didn't think about it before. Who, mm-hmm. you know, who never gave it any thought, who never, you know, considered that Europeans are an issue or the problem, that the reason why we're here is not a good reason.
0: Okay, they, they,
5: they didn't give us Christianity, and that made us into, you know, humans, or made us better. That was not a gift. So for them to, for them to admit, for you Europeans, for Uruguay to admit that they did anything, anything, you know, I don't even know, arrogance is a word for it, but I, I, I think that's also an understatement. Um, because you, you know, you're, you're arrogant. You think that you're better than everybody else just because you're here. These freaks think they're God. They think that they can go, you know, masters of the universe. They're going to go out into space, and they're going to challenge the creator when they find him or her. (laughs) You know, they're going to do battle. Sort of goes back to their myth where you had men going up to Mount Olympus fighting the gods. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of arrogance. That's, that's That's an arrogance beyond arrogance. I don't know a word for that. So, you know, we have to do with arrogance. But, you know, that's way beyond that. As far as I'm concerned, that's is is and it's beyond stupidity in terms of what you think your capabilities are in this universe. You know, but that reparations thing is it's uh, until that occurs, then there can't be you know no peace, no justice, no no mm-hmm. reparations, no justice,
0: right?
5: No correction, yeah. no justice. And warriors should understand that. That should be how they walk. Every day, day in and day out. That should be their mentality. If things are not corrected through my work, okay, if I don't do everything that I can do to bring this until the day that I die, until the day that I transition, then I'm a waste. I have no business here. I have no business with the privilege of knowing who I am. Okay, None of that should, should apply to me. None of that should be to my benefit because I'm not doing what I was brought here to do. And we were brought here to return order. But they say in you know um, Yoruba the Odu, you know it's like you're supposed to leave the earth better than it was when you got here. How are you going to leave the earth better than it was when you got here if Europeans' uh, vice grip on African people, African minds, Asian vice grip on African people, African minds, Arab vice grip on African people, African minds has gotten stronger? Mm -hmm. How can you leave here you know and say, well, I left it better than it was? Because you planted some trees. No, you've got to see what the problem is, assess what the issue is for you, because everybody's going to come to somewhat probably a different conclusion as to exactly what needs to be done. Even though all of us should have sovereignty as that vision as an end goal, but whatever it is that you surmise, whatever it is that you decide, is going to be the best route, the mo- your most effective means of gaining sovereignty for African people, then that should be your life. Mm-hmm. That's right. That should be, that's you know right. Your complete and total life. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know that's that's it. Uh, what does Patrice Lumumba say? You know, I I have no business. Or was it in Chrome? I think it was Patrice Lumumba. I have no business sleeping. If African people aren't free, no business whatsoever. You know, and that that's that to me is a is a is a super deep statement. You have no mm-hmm. business sleeping mm-hmm. unless African people are free. So I mean, that puts the onus on you. right? That's the responsibility. It's your responsibility to free African people as best you can with what you know and what you have, mm-hmm. period. There are no excuses there. There, they, You know, there are absolutely none. And I, I go to sleep and I wake up every day, just like uh, my favorite movie is Always Outnumbered, Always Our Gun. And it's, you know, in a piece of this movie, this guy, uh, who's who's an ex-con, and he's trying to get his act together. He's trying to survive. He's trying to do good. He's trying to help out in the community. He's got this brutal temper, but he's and he's trying to work on that at the same time. Um, so he he goes from day to day, sort of like you know, somebody who's trying to get free from alcohol, or trying to get yeah. off. Free to, that's a one day at a time thing,
0: mm-hmm. right? And
5: every night when he goes to bed. When he's counting his coins, he sits there and he counts whether the number of things that he did, if you were to kind of add on, I think, a little bit, but the number of things that he did to help people and the number of things that he did to hurt people. And if what he did to hurt people was more than what he did to help people, then his day was a failure. That's if right. what he did to help people was more than what he did to hurt people, then his day was, it was a good day.
0: That's right.
5: That's, that's what warriors need yeah. to be.
0: Yeah.
5: When, when they get ready to go to sleep Yeah. at night, they need to that's do an the, evaluation. Yeah.
1: Assess their day. But what they did Mm -hmm. Mm today,
5: You know, it it did the majority of what I said, the majority of what I did, it did assist us moving towards sovereignty to the best of my ability. Obviously, I can't turn, you know, make African people sovereign. You can't even make an African person African if they don't, you know, they don't want to be that. But you can do things within, you know, your power to correct that. A lot of us don't even recognize the fact that we have power. You know for, for a lot of us influences is, is the critical factor we don't even recognize the power that we have you 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 have you know the power to to change life you have the power to create a world you have the power to create a reality but because we may not see it happen or because it takes so long or because it's such hard work or because it's never ending work then we quit I, f- I forget. Who said it? Well, I remember who said. I just don't want to say her name. Who said, you know, black people fail right before they succeed. Mm. They, 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 you know, mm. they put all this energy and time into it, and right before we make it, we stop because you know we're tired. We, we quit. Or there's you a f- can't do that. You can't do that with something like sovereignty.
1: Or there's a fear there.
5: Or there's mm-hmm. a fear there. Mm-hmm. You know, major yeah. fear there. Yeah, because you know, slaves. They they have been beaten down to the point where just living is the ultimate gift. That's the ultimate high. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the best thing that you achieve. So to die for something doesn't doesn't make sense to slaves. Okay. And of course we know we're not slaves, but we have people in our community, in our family, in our nation who think like slaves. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to breathe wrong, if, even if Urugu is not around. And I've seen that before, you know. uh, I remember I was having a conversation on my porch with uh, uh, Mario Beatty at that time. He was at Morris Brown, I was at Morris, and we're standing on the front porch and we're talking something about Urugu. We're talking about somewhere, and both of us kind of stopped at the same time. And I can't remember if it was him who said it or me who said it, but we said we're over here, and you know the wives are in the house and black folks are in the house and all the rest of this, and we're on the porch. Having a conversation, two black men, and your in the conversation, right in the <laughs> middle of our conversation. You know, so <laughs> it's it's like we we have been so programmed to think for them. That's that's a good slave. You know, you 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 don't even have to be told by massa or as any I all like say, it's the slave monster what it is that they want or how you should act or what you, I mean, there's not even a blueprint in certain areas. There's not even a constitution, not even a rule or a law, but you know, you think in terms of, is this going to benefit your Rugu or not? Is this going to upset your Rugu or not? Is this going to make my life difficult because your Rugu is going to hold this against me forever? Is your Rugu going to be upset with me because I teach my children that they're African? Is Urugu going to be upset with me because I wear African attire and I mean it? Is Urugu going to be upset with me if I put a a license plate on the front of my car that has Africa on the license plate? Is Urugu going to be upset with me if I attend this function in the park for African people? They're they're like the decision-making body inside of us, and they're not even there. They're physically not even in your house, and you're still doing things in your house, white Jesus on the wall. You're mm-hmm. still doing things in your house that please them, that pushes their agenda, and you run away from anything that pushes an African agenda. Why? Because you know that it disturbs your ruku That's the only reason. That's the only reason you become who you are, the way that you think, because you want to be in compliance with how Urugu sees you, that other directedness that Amos Wilson talked about. You operate in such a way that it will be pleasing to Urugu, that it will pursue their agenda. And you shut people down in your community who are pursuing what it means to be African because you know that Urugu is going to be threatened by it, and you move away from those individuals because you know that Urugu will kill for nothing and you don't want to be in the fallout when that person gets murdered. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like we, we, we have this internal uh, compass that is due north, and that's to Urugu. So for me, it's, it's like the complete and total opposite. I know why, and so do you, of course. I know why people move away from me. I know why family has moved away from me, Okay, because they know that, that word that you use, fear, they are very afraid, not of me, but of being in my presence when something happens to me. Right. Or because your Rugu finds out that they are in um, in relations if you will, or having conversations if you will, or communicating with a sibling or a cousin or, you know, an aunt or what have you. Because they know, it's like they know in the back of their minds, not only that Urugu will kill for for nothing, but that Urugu is in the position that it's in because it knows how to gather information. And its eyes are everywhere. And in fact, that that fits that um, Urugu model that has been passed down to us in that vice, that all the qualities that we associate with quote-unquote God. Are attributed to Urugu, so mm-hmm. Urugu is omnipresent. That's one of that's the qualities, right. phobia of the creator. That's right. So Ur- Urugu is everywhere. So you everywhere. can't do anything without Urugu, you know, finding mm-hmm. out. So folks behave in ways. Urugu is on the other side of the planet, mm-hmm. and we're pursuing its agenda.
1: That's that's why, that's why in in Israel, for the Hamas to do what they did. That was bullshit. That was a setup. The European yeah. Jews had that set up, man. There's no doubt in my mind. They couldn't be so lax Then something like that happens. No. I mean, after all, they have checkpoints all throughout Gaza, checkpoints all throughout the West Bank, checkpoints all throughout all the land that they took, what they now call Israel. So, you know, for them to have, you know, for that to have happened, that's what happened they allowed it to happen and why so now they can take all of palestine they can get rid of it's, the palestinians out of gaza no it's not
5: yeah they've been doing this all along mm-hmm. i don't i don't know pe people think that they haven't been bombing forever yes they've been sending rockets forever like even in a sense like this is new it's just like you said the escalation of what's been going on mhm that's all uh, this is this is not new. I, I love it when the, the young folks will post that meme of the four pictures of how that area has changed into who occupies what space. Yeah, right, yeah. It's, changed. it's the first invasion.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is what the map looked like in 1947.
4: Yeah. This is what
1: it looked like in 48. This is what it looked like today. <laughs> you know? yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to take a you, break. You, you I'm going to take a break. You can't argue one. with stuff like that. That's right. You can't. So you know, when we, we come back from the break, there's a whole bunch of, of of our listeners in the queue to get a chance to say something to you or ask a question or whatever. We're going to come back and do that. Also, we want to talk about Kibuka, which is coming Certainly. up this Saturday, and anything okay. else that can happen. I know we try to pack a lot in in these two hours. But, hey, brother, I appreciate the opportunity and the time. You know, We do our best. All right, my brother. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Brothers and okay. sisters, we're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com You stick with us. We'll be right back.
2: You are listening to
1: African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling Hit them up at timebornawakening at
2: gmail.com.
6: as
4: You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at Time for an
1: Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an and Black Talk Radio October, London. Take me back to your place of residence. When I first heard this, it was not too long ago, Man, Marvin Gaye got a new cutout, you know. <laughs> I guess i don't just like Marvin Gaye, and uh, I tell you, although, and I've researched this a little bit, the young man, uh, the brother, and uh, he hooked up with with Snoop, and they got they a little piece out with him and Snoop Dogg. But I wish he could have got together with somebody, you know, a little conscious, and maybe throw out another piece that Marvin threw out years ago, with, you know mercy, mercy, me. And yeah, that kind of thing. But well, we'll see. That brother sounds just like Marvin. I don't know. I'll tell you. What did you think of that cut, Bob? Have ever heard this brother before?
5: I, I heard him um, on an internet radio uh, thing. This guy on the internet, um, he uh, has, point smooth jazz internet
1: okay Mm -hmm. radio
5: station oh Mm -hmm. you you'd love it it's just you know Mm -hmm. two hour sessions of um jazz i love it because i it's it's editing music for me i can edit it's not a lot of words in it
0: but i heard
5: him on there i didn't know he did mercy mercy me yeah Yeah. oh wow what do you do you what's this guy's name
1: october london
5: (laughs) october london yes Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look him up because yeah. I heard that on there. I said, "Oh, that's that's unique." Your residence, okay? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> we, yeah, We can work with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I uh, this um, brother has I don't know. He's got maybe fifty, sixty sets, and that's critical to me because um, editing I, I can't do it without the music. But I, if the words are there, it will. Interfere with my thinking. Okay. I used to go to um, African drumming. Right. To um, I could edit exceptionally well to African drumming, and then mm. they brought in this gender-confused guy, and then they brought in a European locally, <laughs> so I'm like, no, I can't do that because that's yeah. too disturbing to
0: yeah.
5: uh, my editing, which brings up the point um, real quick. Uh, I will have another book coming out in about t- two weeks entitled Rights Fundamentals, which is a discussion of the mentalities that those who are doing these rights or programs need to have as well as the process.
1: Oh, right on. Right on. Right on. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, that will be something to definitely talk about because, I mean, people got these rights programs, but a lot of them, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, yes. they, they, they yes. go along with, uh, you know, the mentality of those who run this place. And so, how yes. can you be talking about rights of passage and talking about some things if you're not transitioning us or putting us on a level of independence, self determination, liberation, mm-hmm. and sovereignty? That's the damn rights program, the leaders. That's where it's supposed to go. But if you're trying right. to say a rights program where we can make more money, where we can mm-hmm. only
5: nah hell with that.
1: You know. Yeah. So yeah, I agree you make with as you. As
5: you need and rights are, or rights or programs in the Negrohood. Yeah. <laughs> Racial programming into a deeper level of mythicide. Yeah. yeah. You know, See. Racial program into effeminate warriors. <laughs> That's one of the main yeah. ones that existed in the Atlanta University Center when I left. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the largest one in the Atlanta University Center. And my understanding is that yeah. it has gotten even larger.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Because so, it, it, because it has become know. more accepting. Yeah. I, hey, listen, listen we, we, we came here for a, a firefighter conference. I was still in Milwaukee, and, and we had part of the conference at, uh, uh, at Morehouse, you know, and, and we had these young kids, young, young students come in, and we were going to talk to them about the fire service and just that and the other, you know. At the same time, the uh, chancellor, whoever, sent out an edict, You know, that he's saying, hey, I don't want no more purses, boas, high heels, (laughs) and this and that. Talking about a a dress code. (laughs) Because what he's talking about, these dudes, these these men on campus dressing like this. He said, you know, this is a private, and I didn't know that that Morehouse was a private institution to that point. This is a private institution, you know. Mm -hmm. You go somewhere else with that. We're not we're not going to be well, yeah. accepting of that. But, of course, that's what it is, you know. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: Well, yeah. Bob, I can, any and I can talk forever um, about the things that were going on at Morehouse. But one of the things I, I said to folks about that um, statement that was made,
0: mm-hmm.
5: I said, because of what I saw going on at Morehouse and because of the push that still exists at Morehouse and has grown enormously since then, you have statements being made by Negroes who, that sound good, but what it does is that it allows things like, allows national organizations that are about individual freedoms, that fight for individual freedoms at a national level, it allows them to come into the equation to make it so that the homosexualization and the feminization of African males on these college campuses is um, made even stronger because mm-hmm. to bring that to the public's attention, I mean, and that was not new, mm-hmm. okay? E- 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 I walked down a road whenever the students were taking tests in her class. She always walked up and down the roads to make sure you know nobody was cheating, what have you. And she was passing by one guy, and she wondered why he had... Sunglasses on all the time. And he had permission from the counseling center, which, of course, later we found out the main person in charge of the counseling center was gender confused. There's a, a lot going on there that's hidden
0: mm. because
5: they know better than to make yeah. it public. Right. But she's walking by this guy, and the, the counseling center had given him permission to wear these glasses. That was the administration, so she wasn't about to argue with that. And this guy has full makeup on his eyes. Oh, full oh, makeup on his oh, eyes. Okay. He had the you lashes. Know, the, <laughs> He yeah, had yeah, the whole. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff is not. Eyebrows. This stuff is new. Yeah, Mass you know? mascara, uh, and that was the force that was behind not only at Morehouse, but this is organized Clark Atlanta. Spellman had the first uh, homosexual fraternity sorority. Mm. Morehouse follows them. Mm. So there are things uh, that are not understood about what's going on at Atlanta University Center that uh it's extremely problematic relative to that particular issue
0: mm-hmm.
5: um, <laughs> Baba, I could tell you know forever people yeah. who are door managers or costing new students um uh faculty members involved in this stuff in the English department other departments mm-hmm. um there there was there and and I know there's done nothing magnify, but magnify the the boy who got the sentence. For um, hitting the other guy with a baseball bat. People don't know the story. They got the story from Morehouse. Morehouse College is very good at hiding those things because it's they're it's infused it's into it. the city. Right. They, the, the past president of the Atlanta City Council was a uh, Morehouse graduate, it was right across the street from me. Mm. But you have a situation where things are being hidden well. So in that particular instance, and I wrote an essay about it in Mr. Side the Essays, the boy was a freshman who hit the guy. The guy who he hit, I believe he was either a junior or senior, he was a member of the Glee Club, which the students themselves called the Gay Club. So him coming from there told me, the word, and he was a music major, so I know what all of that was about at Morehouse. This guy is in the shower. When you're in the shower, he has your know, washcloth and a bar of soap, and you're butt naked. And you got this guy, if you ever, you know, for those who have been to college, you know, the intimidation of freshmen and sophomores by juniors and seniors, sure. because they've been there longer, they have sure. more experience. So this guy who's a junior senior standing in a shower who has opened your curtain saying he's looking for somebody else. And you're standing there with a bar of soap and a washcloth in your hand. I would have probably done more damage. But that never came out in the news. And the reason why they didn't talk about it in the news is because then it would have been a hate crime and the homosexual community in Atlanta would have been made public. It would have, It would have come out in terms of, oh, this is a homosexual hate crime, and that would have drawn attention to the homosexual community in Atlanta, which they didn't want to do. Okay. okay so it's like, and that little incident right there is a very, very, that's a microcosm. That's a, that, that little thing is, if you will, and if you look at the college as a macrocosm, then you would see that as a microcosm because there was so much stuff going on. I'll, I'll, I'll close it with this. Um, my last four or five years there, I would ask the most senior class at the end of the school year, well, what's the percent of homosexuals at Spelman? What's the percent of homosexuals at Warehouse? What percent at Clark Atlanta? What percent at Morris Brown? What percent at Laney And they would give me numbers. And then the last year I asked, they were saying like fifty percent, sixty percent in Clark and Land and Spellman even higher. And I'm saying, come on, get real, That's really man. and they they said, wait a minute, and when the bell rang, when it was time for the class to be over, they yeah, had a bell ring. When the class was over, they took me out on campus and there's this big, big bell in near really the center of campus. And they and there's a building sitting right there and they took me out in the front and they're pointing out as the students are walking by going to class. And they're identifying who is and who isn't. And I'm saying, okay, that opened up serious eyes for me. And then I realized what was going on relative to me with the administration and with the Atlanta University Center, because the reason why I say was removed, which was fine me, because the money they paid me was enough to keep I and start Archibald and keep him going. Okay. But the reason why I was removed was not only Morehouse. I was a problem for the Atlanta University Center. Clark Atlanta, Spellman and Morehouse. Mm-hmm. So even as I was teaching at Morehouse, the problem went further than that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell but you. it's it's all yeah. it's
5: all good because yeah. if you can't see your target, if you can't see what's attacking you,
1: Right. right. that makes you it know, more difficult. But incredible. these folks Yeah, but these folks were yeah. flamboyant. <laughs>
5: yes.
1: As 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 the president I said, don't bring that stuff up in here. But mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Yeah. And, so
5: and local, they, you know, and what the, the, what one of the things that I discovered was the depth to which it is concealed mm-hmm. that I really was not aware of. Not just from them showing me who you know students were and, and and their friends and who was who and who wasn't who, but in terms of how deep it was in the administration and mm-hmm. among the faculty in the Atlanta University Center. The most, yeah. the, the, I'll say, the biggest faculty now in Clark Atlanta. Daniel Black, he is the leadership there. But you have other people who are involved. But to have that kind of a push in a place that's producing, quote-unquote, tomorrow's leadership in the black community, beyond the Negro thing, is beyond scary to me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because they're, they're ready to, uh Who's it? Who it that was talking, it wasn't Griff, uh, somebody was making the point on line about in the next generation, by the time his children, and I forget who it is, his, by the time his children come of age, his children are little now, by the time they come of age, there's going to be no uh, definite description of, of um, what gender is, what sex is, for that matter. I shouldn't say what gender. is. What sex is, because we're confusing the word gender with, with with sex, and those are those are two different things. Sex is what you are, you know, physically, biologically. The gender is the role, you know, that you assume in in the society. But they're trying to change what the definition of sex is. They're trying to change that part. So you haven't so it's the promotion and the glorification of hermaphrodites. You know people were born with both male and female genitalia right right well right. reason and that's the same reason it's man this stuff is so deep sometimes that's the same reason why you're having people who are born with um i'll say mental disorders, and I'm not trying to be mean or, or ugly with that, but you know people have um uh, uh, different difficulties communicating with people and they're born. This way, mm-hmm. you know, based upon drugs and all the Russian stuff that's been put into their parent system, what have you, um, but there's this glorification of these individuals as being the brilliant ones, so you're having a glorification of of abnormality of craziness, if you will, as being the brilliant, and this is rationalizing uh what's the name of that movie um the uh, accountant. That was a that was a perfect example of that. The accountant, the movie, The Accountant. That was a perfect example of where they're going or trying to go with that, so that, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, so that you have this oddity, this ideal type, like Spot. You have this ideal type being glorified mm-hmm. as being better than others, being more intelligent than other people, being more systematic, being that European scientific ideal, mm. and you're seeing it all over. Mm-hmm. The accountant was just one example of that, but that was a very good. They did a very, you, you know you got to give credit where credit is due, but they did a very good job of promoting that idea just in that movie, The Accountant. You know, so Bobby, now the whole perception is is looked at yeah. at differently.
1: Uh, you know, the reality for us is we, this is madness. This is insanity. We have got to get our ass out of this. There yep. is no way we can change this. We can't modify this. We can't there's correct no this. We can't, there's nothing we can do to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Nothing. There's not a damn thing. No. The only thing it's that not we our reality. Need, It is not our reality. You, we need to get out no, of this. There's no
5: reason for yoruku to change. No. There's there's, there's absolutely nothing in fact There's every reason for them to move further into their insanity Yeah, And to carry anybody else Who wants to be you know part of that With them So you you said it And you, you, you really Well Eneon you sound alike when you say it, it's, it's not possible You got right. to be you know someplace else you can't, you can't be a part of this The problem of course is when you go to the continent yeah. You run into That as well as other Insanities there as yeah, a result of exactly the situation they've been over, under mm-hmm. however for me that should be the goal mm-hmm. you know to return that that's exactly. a part of the reparation to return what is ours to us that's to right to remove them because from the that continent is, remove their influence from the continent
1: because th- at least that's one place that we can do that yes that we can get yes. africans on the continent and us from the diaspora to remove that we have a justification to do so we're you know right. it is ours
5: yes it mm-hmm. is
1: ours, you know.
5: You can't he, do it here. You can't do it here. Again, then again, Baba, you got to look at the, we have, in many ways, scientifically, we have tripped our own selves up. It's sort of like when you, if you have a, a candy store, and you have this little child, and they, you know, come to see other children with candy, and they know that candy tastes, quote, unquote, good, and they want some candy, store, but they're not allowed in the candy store, and they're not allowed to eat candy. Then one day somebody comes along and allows them to go to the candy store, and they go in that candy store and they eat that candy like crazy. This to me reminds me of some of our scholars who have spent so much time, and they're seriously glorified by us on this in this area, who spent so much time proving that Africa is the origin of humanity, and this is not an argument against that at all but it's the scientific perception and what how we elevated these individuals in terms of that idea without thinking of the ramifications and why Europeans they fought back but they didn't fight back very hard Europeans understood before this game began that candy store of Africa they understood this began if you are spending all your time saying Africa you know is is it's it's um uh Backwards, got nothing to do with nothing It's uncivilized, it's never had anything We brought all the civilization there If These people who are in Africa Who are from Africa, if they spend all of this time Trying to prove that Africa Is the mother of civilization That everything Originated there Uh, Misnamed Lucy Everything comes out of Africa If they can Prove that J.A. Rogers did a beautiful job Shake and the joke, Diop did a beautiful job yeah, yes. of proving this beyond a yes, doubt.
0: Right, proving
5: this beyond a doubt. However, what is the outcome of this now? The outcome of this now, which we're seeing more and more, is Europeans playing on that. They allowed this. They allowed, if you will, allow this to occur because it serves their interest. How did this serve their interest? Because now, since Africa is the origin of humanity, since all humans came from that, then they make an argument. Oh well. Africa is as much ours as it is the people who are living there now mm. because it's all our homeland. It's all our motherland. So that logic has mm. backfired on us in terms of us being able to say Africa is ours. I know it's ours. You know it's
1: ours. Right.
5: right. And they know of, it's ours. But I understand what, you're
1: saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying.
5: Yeah. Absolutely. But they're using it against those who don't get it, don't know, don't want to know. mm mm-hmm. Whatsoever. And some of those, of course, have taken on that that that, the the torch for that themselves. So, you know, we we have to be careful, I think, in terms of of, I don't know, I say knowing who we're talking to relative to this. I'm assuming everybody here is clear. But you talk to the raw audience about that and they're they're going to interpret it through European eyes. And European mm-hmm. eyes tell them, well, we have as much business here as you do. Mm-hmm. This is this is all of ours. This is all of our motherland. So you know you don't have any more possession or control or ability to say that it's yours than we do. And they're using that. They're using that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: Doesn't doesn't change the fact that that's truth. But they're using that to their advantage. And in our desperation to get in that candy store to prove that Africa was the origin, we have aided them in doing that. That doesn't mean that we intentionally did it, you know, blah, blah, blah But we have aided them in doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Now we got to get their ass out. <laughs>
5: <Then> <laughs> yes.
1: We got we to get yes. the Chinese, the, the yes. Arabs, the yes. Indians. Yes. They, they all have all to, of, all of them.
5: Every single solitary, every single solitary, one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, Chancellor Williams, when the first one's on the horizon, you know, it's over. So we have to reverse that. We have to reverse that process. Mm-hmm. They have to go. There can't be any negotiation. There can't no. be any, okay, well, you are you were born here, so therefore, you right. know, we got to no. allow you. No, get no. out.
1: No. Go back. Valiant. Go back yeah. to your no origin. no
5: negotiations mm There's no negotiations whatsoever. And for me, negotiations ended the first time they put their hand on the first African. Yeah. That was that was when they ended for me. I don't I don't have a conversation and I'll get into discussions with people very seldom, but I'll get in discussions with people about that. And I'm not gonna go far in the discussion because I said the discussion was over the first time they touched an African, whoever they were. The first African who was brought into China as an enslaved african and china was the, the the biggest customer for the arabs way before the europeans mm-hmm. the, the the first one african the first african that was touched that was the end of the discussion for me mm-hmm. we don't we don't have anything to talk about until mm-hmm. everything is returned to what it was we don't have anything to talk about relative to europeans arabs asians whatever staying on the continent they have no business there there are no Arab Africans. There are no, no European Africans. There are no, no. Asian
1: Africans. No. 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 Mm-mm. No. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where we end up. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even one word summarizes it all.
1: Yeah. No. 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 Listen, we're going to talk about, let's talk about Kibuka. Uh, okay. This is the um, oh, anniversary this is.
5: No, it's on the flyer. I forgot.
1: That's right, the 18th. The okay. 18th anniversary of Kibuka, remembering yes. the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. And yes. even though you can uh, get it online and be virtual, but it's nothing like physically being it. So is it going to be at the sweet spot this Saturday again?
5: No, and t- t- teeny tiny story on that. Okay. Um, Robert, you know I've been having some health stuff. So right. I'm good now. But I've l I've learned some critical lessons. Okay. And one of those lessons which Eny enforces is that K is going to be virtual this year. Okay. However, next year it's going to be live. Okay. And good. next year is probably going to be the last K Buka that I do. It's not going to be the end of K Buka, but it's going to be the last time Uh, That I do it, you know. As as we get older, certain things, so all the organizing, the rehearsals with the children, in terms of their positions, uh, all the things, the setup, all the rest of that—that that wears on me. So we're going to do, and that's the main reason why we're doing this year's. Well, that's not the only reason. The main—I'm—I'm not completely recovered from you know a few months ago, but also i don't want i'm not i'm gonna try not to do anything'cause k book is the most important lecture to me
0: yeah
5: very little between now and next November mm-hmm. so that there won't be any physical stuff preventing me from doing um uh, that lecture We wanted to wait until the twentieth to, to to for me to do the last one, but this year was was um really this year was one of my worst years health wise
0: yeah I know. For a long
5: time.
1: Cause you 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 had to cancel on me twice.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it was. I thought it was like three times. <laughs> it was twice, <laughs> and this is just a phone conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
5: it was. Uh, I don't know how many lectures I have uh, canceled, travels I have canceled um, this year. So we're going to do everything in our power to get it in order, and we plan on it to continue after next year. I said, but you know, I'm just going to be sitting in an advisory capacity. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Good. At that
5: point, probably. Yeah. But this year's virtual, um, and the virtual is—and you just say it wasn't, of course. But the virtual is good. People get from the get from the virtual what they need. But of course, it being live, there's there's nothing like it being right. Being live, nothing right. like that. Nothing
1: like it because you get the emotion, you get the feeling. The, yes the, the, the yeah. pain of our people you get it the children have always done a great job and mm-hmm. y'all have done a good job of, of creating oh, the always of the move yeah mm-hmm.
0: so that's, I, re-
5: I remember one year uh it happened on more than one occasion but i remember one year in particular and it was in dc and there weren't even children involved then but i'm doing the lecture and i'm talking about what happened to us on the at the end of the cough or as the cough lives are coming to an end And I hear this scream, and this woman is hollering, and tears just... I had no... I had no... You know, I'm not trying to be funny. I had no idea what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: You know, I stopped talking, but I had no idea what to do. And I said, this hurt hurt her.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, no doubt. She She felt it. It disappeared.
5: Yes. She knows. Yes. Mm -hmm. She knows. So it was that that time. That was the first time that that happened. Uh, It happened a number of times since then, but... Um, you see sometimes it takes things like that for you to realize um, mm-hmm. what 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 this does mm-hmm. in a positive and painful way to the community
1: right well, you know you same thing you go up into the dungeons
5: and, yeah. you know go yeah. into the dungeons
1: yeah. you 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 feel that Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, go through the door well. return. you feel that, so it's gonna be this Saturday, the eighteenth yes from six p m to nine p m and yeah. the donations you go online to uh yabarudi.com or uh dollar sign ya m to uh, for cash app so to paypal yabardy and for cash app dollar sign ya y a a the letter m baruti you know and uh you can make your payment that way, but make sure you put your information. Kibuka, K E B U K A, K E B U K A, Kibuka. Your name and your email address, so you can receive the link for this Saturday's from six. And the cost is twenty dollars a family, so you put twenty dollars down, and all of y'all can mm-hmm. <laughs> view it. Okay, and then couples fifteen a couple, and then nine a uh, ten dollars for adults and eighteen for warriors for the young warriors ten for the. Major warriors, and or? I want
5: to emphasize because still over the years we've had people who sent in and gave all the information and didn't leave their email address.
1: Mm, okay, right. So,
5: so if it's if it's not PayPal, then we can't. I can't locate their email address through Cash App.
1: Okay. okay.
5: So they won't, I can't get it. I, PayPal. I can get your email address, but if it's Cash App, mm-hmm. they won't show your email address. So make sure if you do nothing else, make sure you put your email address.
1: Right on.
0: In
5: there, in the in the information. Well, I, otherwise, you know, I can't send you to access information.
1: Yeah, well, I plan to, I plan to be on, man. You know, Kibuka is just an emotional, beautiful thing yeah. that uh, gives you a clear understanding of the of how we felt, what happened with us, how they marched us from the interior to to the dungeons, and then being impacted in the dungeons, and then finally. Going through the door, no return and to be put on those boats to be sent out to the bigger boat, you know,
5: mm-hmm. and then, yeah, scary stuff. Yeah,
1: it is. It really is. You know,
5: very, very painful. Mm-hmm. I will I often, not often, well, more so I get, a you know, a chance to tell folks how uh, the book came into existence and what it physically did to me. And I don't want to give that away right now for those who haven't okay. heard it yet. Because I'm going to explain it at the beginning of the um,
1: presentation,
5: yeah. Program, yes, yeah. at the event, the program. But that, uh, for me, was that smallest of my books was life changing for me. Yeah. Not because I didn't know the information, but because of what it did to me. Yeah. You know.
1: How many books so, do you have now, Baba? About 25?
5: The uh, rights. Fundamentals which is be coming out in a couple of weeks that makes uh thirty books and six workbooks, 30. six
1: study guys, excuse me, wow, thirty books and six study guys family yeah. as I've been saying to you, the brother's prolific, okay, but let me try to get some callers in here where we still have some time, but uh, you know the all of you guys who are in the queue hit star twice, let you in now uh, we got one uh brother 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 Ted Lusk. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, Baba Oshi, and it's always a pleasure to hear you, Baba Barudi. It's a pleasure. Um, You know, in preparing to ask you a question, I think I've really answered my own. The question what I wanted to ask you was: Were there any specific standards by which we should operate to be able to reconceptualize um, our our thoughts on? re-Africanization, reculturalization, and nation-building. You know, um, you describe it in your book in Chapter 8, in identity about how these are processes. But I think uh, kind of looking through it, is discipline, is discipline the utmost specific standard by which we should operate ourselves by in order to come across uh, a reconceptualization of Africa or african
5: absolutely, and i I'm, I'm this may be the first time that someone has asked that question in a way where they said discipline. I think that's the most critical factor discipline uh-huh. and consistency as you know a sub to that, but if you're not if we're not disciplined in this work then it's, it's not going to happen. We're not, we're not going to become successful individually or in small groups or collectively or what have you. That discipline is so critical. Everything that you read in comedic works. Everything that you read in comedic works, everything, oda all they talk about discipline. They talk about consistency underneath discipline, but they talk about discipline. And if we're not disciplined in applying, those definitions of what, we're, and no one has to give us like a step by step by step by step process. The logic of the definition when it's applied as a discipline. In and, and I was okay. talking to students yesterday about wh- why do we call the subjects astronomy, uh sociology, whatever? Why do you call them disciplines? Okay, we we, we use words, but we don't think about what they what they what they mean. Uh-huh. So that discipline to me is super critical. So I, I would say, okay, well, go to, you know, Inyasi Sim, Revel's Day Thoughts, and, and and look at the glossary, or go to, you know, Higher Ground, and, 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 you know, look at, I don't think it has a glossary in Higher Ground, no. Or go go to any of the other books, uh, the one that's coming out now. It's got this, this, I think it's a, you know, pretty nice glossary in there with definitions for a lot of the terms, like you just mentioned, re-Africanization, There's definitions for these. But if that's not thought about, in terms of doing something and more than anything else, discipline is not applied to doing that then you can't see. You're going to okay. start real short because it's the discipline working at something, working at something, working at something that opens up your eyes to what needs to be done. It's like for me for writing, I have an idea when I when I write, I'm writing for me as well because I'm trying to get better I'm trying to learn I'm trying to be the kind of African that I think my warrior ancestors would respect. So it's, it's that the discipline of having to sit down and write and re and re and re-edit and re it, the discipline of doing that brings clarity to where I need to go, what needs to be done, what I need to do to change Occupy Institute into, you know, a better thing, what I need to talk to NEI about, whatever, in terms of us, you know, making our home something more African. It's, it's that discipline and consistency which allow it to happen.
2: So. Madase, thank you so very much, uh, Baba Baruti, and it's a pleasure to hear you again. I'm right next door. I'm out here in Montgomery, Alabama, some old stumping ground for you. So, yes. um, <laughs> and, and It's good, it's good so to hear your voice always, always. always.
5: I don't think I've been on Baba Oshi show without you being on.
2: <laughs> I have to. I have to, <laughs> especially when I know that you're on. on. I appreciate that.
1: Not yeah. not okay, anybody uh... – Two one five four nine zero nine eight three two two one five four nine zero nine eight three two, Uh Brother Irv.
4: How you doing, brother? Baba Oshie, thank you for taking my call. Hello to your guest, Baba Baruti. Greetings, greetings. How you doing, Brother? Brother, man, I've I've been listening to you from the beginning and I'm I'm gonna be one of them cats that's gonna come on every time I hear you coming anywhere near this microphone. Because uh-huh. the things that the things that you are saying are so enlightening to me. I, I, I you you said something about um about Africa, and and what and what it made me remember is that Irugu takes Africa out of everything that we do. In other yeah. words, it takes Africa out of your name first of all, and they and they actually show you this. I saw this on Roots when they cut the, his foot off. It wasn't about his foot. It was <laughs> about cutting Africa out of that out of him to change mm-hmm. him from an African to whatever they wanted him to be. So, but I see Africa in the cell phone that I have because. Parts mm-hmm. of the cell phone comes from the continent. Mm-hmm. So I see Africa in everything that I see cars, everything. Mm-hmm. But you said teaching the children is keep sending them to the school to the white women to teach your children about, you know, George Washington not telling lies and all that foolishness. But what white people have done uh, collectively is they've broken down the black family to where we sent our, 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 our griots, our, our mm-hmm. grandparents to a nursing home. So in the nursing home, they don't get to interact with the children. They get to interact with each other. But before they were in the house, because we didn't have Social Security or we couldn't go to white people's nothing. So the grandparent would teach the children while the mom and dad were working,
0: mm-hmm. and
4: that was the that's how it got passed on. Whatever got passed on,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: and also ending ending with and, and in closing, I heard a brother. You said you you said a brother, a brother made a quote. I'm paraphrasing. You can't sleep if you're not fighting for your people, and I, I believe that to be wholeheartedly. But I heard another brother say, "You should not have children if uh, you're not raising revolutionaries." Mm. My God, I mm. agree, mm. 190%. <laughs> yeah, and what what are you having them for? Because you're giving kids to, to 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 who we're fighting, and we and brother, real quick, and I'm gonna stop after this. We are in a fight. Yeah, I think man. that's the part that Abrugu has done so. So magnificently is to make us believe that we have the illusion of inclusion. Yes. And we don't need a, a consciousness. He'll give us a consciousness. He'll tell you what you you're an American. Stand up, put your hand over your heart and yeah. be indivisible, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: that when you when you when you said that it reminded me of I've I've known some individuals and Baba Barudi is one of them who we're in the service, and and I know the indoctrination that one would go through in the service. I almost I almost went in the service out of desperation. The Navy, I was living in Norfolk. Things weren't too good, so I was about to join the Navy. I took the test and I missed it by two questions. Thank you, you know, but but I know some very conscious, serious, principled brothers and sisters who came out of the service. But then again, I know. Some, you know, those who, mm-hmm. you know, who bought the whole thing hook, line, and sinker, you know. Yeah. And, and, because mm-hmm. and to me, just like the police department, you know, I was a firefighter. I could have mm-hmm. never, you could, they, they couldn't have paid me enough to, to be a police officer because I could uh-huh. not consciously defend this system knowing what it has done to us. So I couldn't have been, uh, 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 for those who have, I recognize that and respect that. But I know mm-hmm. I couldn't have. But then mm-hmm. then again, people who uh, who are going into the service, I mean, some obviously just go into the service because they understand the benefits. Right. Shit, I can get an FHA, a FHA loan. Uh, I mm-hmm. can get some money for school, da, da, da. And, and to mm-hmm. me, I understand that more so than anything. But the other is, of course, is that you are to defend the Constitution. Yep. You are to defend this country you are to yeah. de- you are you you can be sent to uh uh, uh uh to the to the caribbean you could be sent to haiti, to haiti. And africa africa yeah. Afri-com. Yeah. yeah africom yep you could be sent to africa, africa. you know mm-hmm. so yeah. so that's that's yeah. an irony but but for you and you know so many other brothers and sisters that that i know and i'm and i'm i admire mm. them because to me, they have their right minds, mm-hmm. you know. And,
5: and I know quite a few either way. Mm-hmm. And um, I I would never try to rationalize my, but most of the ones who I know, when they went into the military, just like me, I had no idea. Yeah, I knew something was wrong. And I knew the Europeans had something to do with it. But that was, like, way in the back of my mind. That was, that was something that got clattered about alcohol, the drugs, all the rest of that stuff, which is something I see, you know, commonality. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw that there. I see that with folks that came out. And then you have those who, you know, went in, die hard, love, America, would, would you know, blow you away. Yep. yep. You know, if, if they saw you as, as being um, a problem for America. But, I, you know, like you said, I know a number who who went in. For, you know, a variety of reasons. Me, I I think, probably for me, I was just bored and trying to get away from D.C.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
5: You know, but, but, you know, it was was the fact, and that's why, in that, the prison scenes in the movie X, I I guess I can connect to that because the whole time that I was in the military, I didn't run into anyone who said, here, read this book, or, you know, tried to engage me in any kind of conversation Mm -hmm. about who I was, not a single person. Mm. So in in a real sense, it was me stumbling upon it. Right on. And me never losing the knowledge that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not just us. It's something... It really got started with me because I got sent to Miami, North Dakota. And if you're a black man and you get sent to Miami, North Dakota, <laughs> unless it's a choice, which is few and far between, you're sent there because you upset some white folks.
0: <laughs>
5: and I I did a couple of things that upset some white folks. Okay. So I got sent to North Dakota.
1: <laughs> you were punished. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, two Article 15, you yeah. know, a whole bunch of other 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 mess while I was in. But it wasn't because I was conscious. It yeah. wasn't because I was aware of who I was. Yeah. I was just, I just knew something was wrong. And I knew that these folks shouldn't be telling me what to do. And I knew that wasn't what was required to be in the military. I come from, you know, a military family. Okay. father, retired Army, my brother, retired mm-hmm. Air Force, my mother, Air Force, grandfather, Navy. I come from a military family. Yeah. So it was it was like a, a viable option mm-hmm. for me. It, it didn't it did not make sense. Um, but what the, the brother was just talking about, I was getting ready to say, to you, Bob, you need to have him on as a, as a guest. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, he's my
1: co-host, Brother Irv. Yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that explains it. Yeah, he's a fellow. He's a fellow <laughs> he,
1: firefighter too. Yeah.
5: yeah. He said he said like two or three things that you know you yes yes yes. He said he sees Africa and everything. Mm-hmm. If you are running from what it means to be African, if you are truly mythicidal, you're going to be looking for, as he said, the opposite of everything. Everywhere I look, okay, and it should be not only uh, stuff that you're not responsible for, but but turning your home, mm-hmm. our, our our major scholars, Garvey on down, if you will, said your home needs to reflect who you are. Mm-hmm. So everywhere you go into this house, you're going to see something that's African intentionally. So, right. We look at this home as a shrine. To our ancestors, mm-hmm. and it's respected in that way, and it's being built in that way, and it's being decorated, if you will, in that way. So everywhere you turn in this house, no matter what wall you look at, mm-hmm. you're going to see something African. Right. Everything that you know, we do, we have, we hold, and this is a process. Okay. Our, the, the library that we have, when we first came to Atlanta, it was full of books from you know grad school, her language arts, me with the sociology and all the rest of the stuff, folks who had nothing to do with us. And slowly but surely, we have a library now where you sure 95% do. of it is yeah.
1: us. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah.
5: You know, yeah. with time, it's, 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 and that's been a process, though. Mm-hmm. You, also, you also said white women teachers, and i've heard everybody say you know teachers or teachers who are mm-hmm. not us or white teachers but he's 100 percent correct because that's the bulk of our teachers mm-hmm. that's the bulk of the people who our children see mm-hmm. white females Particularly, uh yeah. who is who is that uh, uh ray, ray uh winbush, okay, ray winbush. who did mm-hmm. um an interesting discussion on that he talked about a uh, i don't necessarily agree with his conclusion as to how to solve the problem mm-hmm. but he talked about it in warrior method where there were white female teachers who were interviewed about grades, and they were saying that they had difficulty with black males in their school, in their classrooms, uh, and they didn't think they could be fair with them in their grades because they saw these boys as drop-dead gorgeous. Mm. They were attracted to these black male boys. Mm. And I know that's only one teeny tiny piece of it, but just the idea. That was one white female. Mm -hmm. You talk, right. you, you're talking about elementary school boys, mm-hmm. black boys, African boys, mm-hmm. where, you know, this is their captive audience. And it's like for them, they have a license to do what they want to. What? Uh, people talk about uh, European sexual insanities, blah, blah, blah. They went to Africa, and because they were in Africa, they didn't do that there. They had these Africans captive in these coffer lines on the plantations, and they didn't pass on their yeah. perversions. To them. So these white females in these schools who have tenure, who have tenure, have positions for as long as they want these positions, they're leaving our children alone. We have to be fools to think so. And the other thing that he said, which is the crux, which is why, um, really, the crux of the discussion on why the family as <laughs> institution has been an institution that Europeans have attacked more, harsher, and more consistently than any other because they know that that's where who you are, your culture, who you are gets passed on. Mm-hmm. And I will suggest to all readers that they read uh, Fukiao 's The Congo Art of Babysitting, which mm-hmm. describes how we should be dealing with our elders in the community and why we should be dealing with them that way. You know, as as he said, we have gone through the process. We've gone through accepting the process where our elders are isolated away from us, where the children don't want to be around any of the elders because the elders are old. The elders, you know, they don't know anything. And the elders don't want to be around the children because they're afraid of them.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know,
5: so you, you've you had this separation of wisdom from from agility and that separation is making us less and less capable of seeing that we are people. Mm. We're disconnected. We're being raised to be super individuals in the tradition of the European. Yep. However, we're being raised to be super individuals who have no power and have no mind. Yeah. of our Brother, own.
1: Brother Jay, good afternoon.
5: Okay.
7: Brother Ot Baba, how are you? How are you? Greetings.
5: Is- how you doing? Good. How's Queen Mother y'all? She's doing good. It's good to hear your voice. She's doing. She's doing excellent. She's in there schooling now. <laughs>
7: hey man, it's better. It's better to hear to hear your voice, Baba. Much appreciation for all that you do for us. You know, it it, it is a testimony to what it is to follow in the footsteps of Doctor Ben. And Dr. Clark, you know, I had to laugh when you mentioned whatever you, I referred to him as a monkey man, twisted sister, Daniel, whatever his name, black or, or mm-hmm. yeah. regards to his position on things that, you know, he takes. But he's basically becoming somewhat of a rock star mm-hmm. because of who he's affiliating with. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is we're not dealing with him in regards to his not only degenerate behavior but mm-hmm. harmfulness with promoting some of the things that he do. But that's yeah. a, the a story for a different time. But what I really wanted to get your take on, Bob, today was where do you see this whole Israel and Palestinian thing ending, and how will it affect African people?
5: Well, when I I first began to look at quote-unquote Israel years and years ago, uh, I looked at it relative to the African continent, and it made perfect sense to me. Israel is the West century, and I I mean century like S-E-N-T-R-Y. It's the West century of Africa in the North. South Africa, Azania, is the West century in the South, so they control they're they they're, they're the first fighting force. Now with Af, uh, Africom, it's become even more complicated. But to me, they were like it's more than just the Arabs. It's, it's Africa. They want they want you know Africa. The, the oil, of course, is important, but they want to control Africa. So you have and we have to understand Israel, European Jews are Europeans. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the Zanians, the whites who are in South Africa, they're Europeans. Yeah. So their interest, if, if World War Three broke out and everybody's against everybody, Europeans will be siding with Europeans. Okay. Let, let, let a let a a, a, a a force from Ghana invade Ireland and see what Europe does. Hmm. It's not going to be just Ireland. It's no, going to
1: be Europe. Europe. You be, as well
5: as Zania, yeah. South Africa, and Israel mm-hmm. will deal with Ghana militarily. Mm-hmm. So to me, I looked at them as just the guardians of the northern part, being able to reach it more quickly with missiles or what have you, and Ivania from the southern part, which is it still hasn't changed. Mm. Um, so to me, it's it's like. Uh, Come back to that movie Pumpkinhead, where this guy he, he had this witch do something, and this monster came, and he realized that the monster was killing people, and blah, blah blah. And he went back to the witch, and he wanted the witch to stop it. And the witch simply said to him, "It's got to run his course. Mm-hmm. It's got to run its course." And this mess with Israel, it's running its course. It's got you can't you're not stopping that. You're not stopping them from getting more and more control in that area, and then being able to extend that control outward. And to me, it's like it's not that that's irrelevant because it's not. I just don't focus a lot of time and attention on those things that I can't change, that I can't stop. I'm focusing on how that can become, as you said, a threat to us and how to stop that. Now, that the answer to that goes a long way. That's even a greater discussion than talking about black. Daniel Black, if we wanted to, because you're talking about there organizing small numbers in rights programs for our sons who are going to become tomorrow's centered front line. And then you've got a whole long discussion of what has to occur after that. But if we're not producing boys, I'm not so much worried about the girls because I'm not a woman. I let the women worry about the girls. If we're not producing a cadre of pre, a priesthood, as not Clark would say, of boys who understand the, the loneliness of struggle and who understand that that's what they were brought here for and that they are servants of the people and that they are in the a privileged position because they're being taught what it means to be African and the responsibility to use that power in service to African people, then what's going on in Israel is become, going to become irrelevant. I'm not worried about you know technically who they're attacking. That's that's Europeans, and I'm in the mood in the groove right now because of what is against us. Like Dyer Carlson said, we have no friends. That's
0: right. Okay.
5: That that energy, even though it needs to be said. But that energy needs to be focused on all of the hell that's going on in the African continent, all of the hell that's going on, all the hell that's going to Africans everywhere in Europe, all the hell that's going on Africa and the islands off of Japan, off of China, all the hell that's going to Africans in Australia, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're focusing our time and energy on some people who are not us because they're being hurt like we've been hurt. So we think that there's some affinity. And this is one of the things that bothers me about the quote unquote grassroots revolutionary organization because they're trying to be, you know, the, the, the new humanity and they're trying to be subintegrated into European society and they're trying to defend anybody who they consider to be unequal because if anybody's not being mistreated and everybody's mistreating baloney, then <laughs> we're losing focus on our issues. The Delta in Mississippi, black folks there are still starving to death. Mm hmm. Some of the highest drug rates in the country, and we're talking about Palestine. You know, I said it needs to be mentioned, but we're losing track yeah. of, of what's what happening needs to be done with us because we're focusing on forty thousand other things. Our minds are being fragmented in service to other people.
1: Because I mean, look at the continent. So look then- at what's going on, in you know, uh, uh, in uh, in the, in the Congo. Yes, you know, absolutely. There's a lot of other places. It. No, you don't hear a damn thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. but we, you know, we've come up on that time, Baba.
7: Yeah. <laughs> so what is last uh, thing yeah. Baba. Yes. Baba. So basically, basically, what you're saying is that whole situation in the Middle East is what it is. Um, you know, right. our position is we need to see it for what our ancestors went through in the brutality of the Yoruba. but. I from what I'm gathering, what you just said, the real threat is the work that the blacks are doing to take away warriorhood from our generation at this present time because he's not producing warriors
0: mm-hmm.
7: right right absolutely so we, we have to,
5: pictures.
7: right. We have to put together a frontline attack. Monkey man and twisted sisters that are created by the blacks of the world.
5: Then. I understand that, and I agree. The only thing is, you're not going to stop that. No, you're not going to stop. And in fact, he's being incorporated. He was the keynote speaker at ASCAP, what three years ago.
4: Right.
5: Okay. So you're not, you're not gonna, you're not going to you're not going to stop that because there's too much money behind it, and Negroes and lost souls are too afraid to do anything. To anybody who's supported by Negro academia or supported by Europeans, you're not going to stop that. So I'm not. I can't worry about what I'm. I can't stop. Even though I need to keep my eye on it, I'm not going to worry about that anymore. I'm going to worry about you know Palestine. I'm not going to worry about that. What I'm. What I focus my attention on, and this is me, and what any I focus their attention on is building these warriors who will be disciplined, who are going to stand, who know who they are. It it's, when I'm gone, it's gonna be their job. When Baba she' got when you're gone, it's gonna be their job. And this thing isn't gonna be over in the next thirty, forty, fifty years. No, is, so, the warriors that we need to prepare, that number needs to grow,
0: but it has to start small, and we have to
5: take on the responsibility of doing that. I say. say.
1: All right, Baba Baba Barudi, thank you so much once again, man. As always. Oh, oh. Mama Mama Dabantu want to say something. Mama Dabantu, go ahead.
6: Uh, Brother Abaruti, thank you so much for the work over the years. It's been a blessing to this community with all that you do. And I just want to just honor and praise you for what you do. And I want to say that Kabuka has to continue. You've got to find an understudy. Somebody's got to carry this work on. It cannot stop. So... You should be looking for somebody.
5: Yeah, we 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 found a, we have found an understudy. You
6: all right.
0: right.
5: We, we we think that this understudy is good. And Mama Nabatu, what what you have said to me, I say to you, you've been at this longer, been working harder at it than I have. We 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 honor you in this home. I honor you. Any Anya all honors you, without a doubt. So, uh, what do we say when when praise comes from those people who you praise? I'm honored. I appreciate you. Right on.
4: I say, I say, I say, that's Ashe. so important. Booker yes. has to- Yes. I thought-
5: Thank you. Booker will be here.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Okay. That's this Saturday, family. I'll I'll announce again on Wednesday, with the particulars. That's yeah. this Saturday, and it's only going to be, uh, uh, uh over, on online over the net. So, yes. so I'll, I'll make sure you get that information and how to access it next Saturday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, Baba Barudi, any last words, dear brother?
5: No, keep on working. Baba Hoshi, yeah. you keep on working. All people who are within our the sound of our ears, keep on working. Build yeah. small. Get those children ready. Give them a place where they can learn to be African. That's right. And we, we got to keep going on, on with what we're doing, regardless right of what's going on around us.
1: That's right. That's right. I appreciate you, dear brother. God bless you, Baba. Oh, yeah, BB good for ODA,
5: same to you, Baba. And, uh, I know we'll be talking soon. All right. for ODA.
1: All right. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E because under the feet of African people, Lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they shown no hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. It. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. hotel means go in peace. A e Sante Sana, thank you. Be beef hardier. means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, family, we will be victorious. Peace. See you on Wednesday.